La pendule fait tic-tac, tic-tic Les oiseaux du lac pic-pac, pic-pic Glou, 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 font tous les dindons Et la jolie cloche ding-ding-dong Mais boum, quand notre cœur fait boum Tout avec lui dit boum Et c'est l'amour qui s'éveille Hey, bonjour Rugby Friends and welcome, welcome to a new edition of French Rugby Connection with moi, Véronique Landieu, and... And live from a thundery and wet south coast, it's Mike Pierce. How are you, Mike? Yeah, not bad, not bad. We've had lots of thunderstorms down overnight. It's very, very humid. But yeah, looking forward to a big weekend of rugby. Yes, and let's talk about another ball as well. The Euro is on right now and Wales is doing very well. What's happening? Yeah, great win yesterday against Turkey, 2-0. So, yeah, happy days. When was the last time that uh, Wales win the Euro or the World Cup? Um, they've never won it, but they qualified in 2016. And before that, it was a long, long wait 1958, they qualified for the for the World Cup, got beaten in the quarterfinals by Brazil and then never qualified for a major tournament until 2016. So for Welsh fans, it's, uh, it's a wonderful new experience that, that we're enjoying. Getting Welsh Panini stickers. Wow, it's like, yeah, really, <laughs> really exciting days. Well, you never know. I mean, Wales against all odds, you know, won the Six Nations this year. <laughs> so you never know. They might win the Euro if you bet on it. You know, I think the, the odds will be, yeah, you can make some money if they, they win it. But we, we'll see. <laughs> Just enjoy and we'll enjoy the journey for the time being. And uh, yeah, yeah, as I say, it's really, really great to see. <laughs> To top 14, so well, only two more weekends to go. Yeah, time flies. I know it's incredible, isn't it? Just think when we yeah. started, you know, way back in whenever it was, and September. here we are, semi final weekend in, in Lille coming up. Yeah, and the barrage took place last week, what we call the playoff. So, start with the team you followed, yes, Claremont against Bordeaux in sunny, sunny. I can say sun-drenched Bordeaux, but it was a beautiful day there. Great start for Claremont. Penno got a try after seven minutes. A wonderful try. Took the pass one-handed behind him and beat three defenders. Para converted. And Atura dropped a ball over the line just after that, which would have given Claremont a good lead. But but just before half-time, Claremont lost their own throw near the goal line and Menadier scored. Jalibert converted and it was 13-7 to Bordeaux at half-time. Uh, the second half was a shootout between Para and Jalibert. Three penalties to Para, four penalties to Jalibert and Bordeaux ran out winners 25-16. Oh, so nice to see Bordeaux. Bordeaux which, reaching you know, the semi-final. Yeah. But having said that, you know what? Before the last season finished off last year because of COVID, Bordeaux was top of the top they 14. They were, so yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, and, yeah. and of course, they've won the title twice in their history and runners-up once. Mm, okay, but yes, yeah, so this week they're going to... Meet Toulouse have won the title, you know, the, the, the most wins 
of the top 14 title. They've won it 20 times and runners-up <gasps> seven times. So 27 times they've been in the final, you know, head and shoulders above everybody else in that department. Yes, and the semi-final is going to take place this Saturday at 2045, which is French time, so 1945 English time. In Lille, can you imagine if we had no COVID restriction, oh, all this no, quarantine? Absolutely. Ooh, would have been off. It's just down the road. Great, yeah, you know? a couple of hours on Eurostar, stuff, <laughs> yeah, Moroy, which is a beautiful stadium. I saw France play Argentina there a couple of years ago, and you you get a tram from the centre and a walk to the ground. It's a beautiful ground with with a closed roof. Yeah, it's such a shame with travel restrictions. We can't get there. But I have to rectify your accent, mate. So you say, Stade Pierre Moroy. Yeah, go on, tell me. In, in, French, in French, you say, Pierre Moroy. Moroy, is it? Okay. Yes. Moroy. Pierre Moroy in Welsh, you see. Pierre Moroy. Yeah, it's uh, the name of a former politician who was a politician under Mitterrand, if I recall okay. well. I think it was a prime minister, it might have been. Uh, it's like me, you know, trying to pronounce a uh, flanetly. Is that <laughs> correct? Really good. That's not bad. Oh, really? Because That's when you read it, Moroy. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, Welsh is very similar to Breton, but yeah, yeah. It's, uh, you told me that when uh, non-Welsh speaker don't pronounce the stadium properly, it does annoy a little bit, you know, Welsh. But so flanetly, okay. That's very good. Very good. Very good with a French accent. But hey, let's go back to that semi-final. So Toulouse versus Bordeaux. Uh, Urios is ready. Is ready for the kill. He was already motivating his troop. You know, after the game, they know what they need to do because they made a, a few mistakes. But they, they uh, Urios and Jefferson Poirot and the rest of the teammates are completely aware it's going to be very, very tough to play yeah. against a team like Toulouse Absolutely. with the World Cup winner, Chesley Kobe and Arnold Brothers, uh, Tamak, Dupont, Marchand, all the rest. So um, Yeah, and they've got so, the experience, haven't they, of playing at, playing in these big games, you know, and they really seem to excel. You know, the bigger the game, the better they seem to play. And you know what? That in they won the Brennus, the the bouclier of Brennus, which is the top fourteen trophy. Yeah, it's that, not a cup. It's it's basically what do you call that in English? It's, it's like a big. It's like a sideboard, isn't it? It's a massive, <laughs> it's a massive great thing. I mean, I just, I've never seen a trophy like it. it. It looks like a sort of garage door with a shield stuck on it. Oh, what an insult! Yeah, it's a no. Shield, I don't mean basically. that. I've just, I've just been by the sheer size of it. It's absolutely massive. And it's quite heavy as well. Yeah. And uh, but I'll do some research for next week. I'll f- try to find out more about you know the bouclier de Brennus, where it comes from, and and so on. But yeah, that, you are right. It's very very heavy, you know, to, to carry. I know that when Toulouse won last year, uh, Romain Tamac, according to his father, you know, told me last week. Did you listen to my uh, chat with him? I, I did. Yes, it's very good. It was great. Really really humble and outstanding rugby guy you know really easy to get to get hold of him and well thanks to my rugby connection i have to say (laughs) and and he was saying that last year uh, roma you know use uh, the prenus as uh, as a surfboard and this year he tried to do the same with the heineken club obviously in this different uh, different uh, structure so (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it didn't work. So, yeah, it's going to be very, very interesting semi-finals. So, Toulouse versus Bordeaux. Yeah, mm. and you watched the Parisian derby, didn't you, in the barrage? 
I did. I was hoping that the underdogs, you know, uh, yeah. Stade Francais would win because they've done, they've come for such a long way. So talking about Stade Francais at the end of last year, when it got, uh, into, the season got interrupted by COVID, they were at, at the bottom of the top 14. Mm. So what a feast, you know, they really ramped up because now <laughs> they're in the top six, you know, they will be qualified for for the Euro Cup. And uh, yeah, and I was hoping... No, I didn't think they'd win by that much, I must admit. I didn't think it'd yeah. be that once. Well, particularly the first half. In the nutshell, indiscipline did cost the game. Yeah. Within 20 minutes, you know how many penalties uh, they conceded? No. Same number. Seven? Ten. Wow, yeah. Yeah, you're not going uh, to win games doing that, are you? No, first half they were. I don't know what they were doing. They were not themselves. They were. I think that from the 20th minute, you know, La Rochelle knew that Racing would have won. Where the team they would face yeah, you know, yeah. on, on, on Friday. I don't know. Maybe they got overexcited, or maybe there was a little bit of laissez-faire. Maybe the motivation speech, you know, the subliminal relaxation, visualization. <laughs> Technique, you know, used by Gesado really maybe didn't work. Maybe they rely too much on that. But I remember watching uh, Thomas Lombard and during halftime he stormed down to the changing room and he had a few words with him. That, that, that's yeah, that's for surprised. sure. And it was embarrassing because the owner, the Swiss billionaire, built a thing, you know, was there with his partner. So I said, oh, ouch. But uh, they woke up in the second half, but it was too little, too late. Yeah. And you know what? <laughs> Gael Ficou. Score the first try after I think after twelve minutes after no no after the fifth minutes. Yeah, you couldn't write the script, could you? No, but I don't think Hassing is a very very strong team to be aware of because yeah. now you've got the perfect mix: Gael Ficou, Teddy Thomas, Virami Vikatawa. Absolutely in incredible French team. One him off. I mean, what a backline they've got! You know, they've got Kurtley oh. Beale that can come in. Wow, Finn Russell, I mean, wow, just fabulous. I and think uh, it's one to watch, definitely, Racing 92. How many times have they won Racing 92? They've won it six times, and they've been okay. run runners-up seven times. All right, okay. What was the last time they won? I don't know, because the most famous one was where they drove to the stadium in scooters. They wore pink bow ties. And they had champagne brought onto the field at half-time. And Gosh, we're talking about the time of Frank Menel and exactly. Brett, Brett, Gosper. Brett Gosper and yeah. who else did they have? Chave. Yeah, all those guys. Um, the showbiz time, yes, that was incredible. I remember that was just a fabulous way. And wow. all, all the brutal guys from, I think it was Agen, were, you know, blowing steam while all these guys were prancing around in boat ties, <laughs> drinking champagne. And they still won. It was incredible. Now, on Friday, tomorrow, they face La Rochelle in the semi-final, the first game in Lille. And that's going to be going to be a cracking game. I was at the semi-final in Marseille in, I think it was 2017, 2018, when La Rochelle were beaten by Toulon. The last-minute drop goal by Anthony Bello. Oh, and yes, I remember. Yeah. Do you remember that? And their fans yeah. were just incredible all day. It was like a sea of yellow going through Marseille. Absolutely incredible. But, uh, you know, Racing, it's a tough one to call. And, you, you know, you'd, you wouldn't bet against either, to be honest. But I'd love to see La Rochelle have a chance 
to face Toulouse in the final, almost a, a rematch of the European final. I, I think that would be some contest. But, you know, two tough games to to get through for both teams first. And it would be a very nice parallel, you know, from John O'Gibbs because yeah. he's going to join yeah. Clermont as of next year and Ronan Ogara is going to take over the, the reign. So that would be a nice... Yeah, a nice memory for him to take. And they've got so much, you know, because I think the beauty of La Rochelle, if you look at the coaching staff, is that, for instance, if you look at uh, Ronan Ogara, so he played for Munster, for Crusaders in New Zealand, and then, and then for Racing 92 as well, in which he learned French. So he's got three different kinds of experience. He's got the Southern, Southern Hemisphere from the Crusaders, and the French one, and the Irish. So all this makes, you know, makes it uh, really, really interesting. And he was tough with his team, you know, when, he, when they played the, in the Heineken Cup. Also, yeah. they, they did brilliantly, you know, playing with 14 men, but he wasn't, he said, oh, well, they made too many mistakes. It was kind of a, so who knows, maybe it was a tactic, a psychological Yeah, tactic he seems to, to be uh, a really bright, bright young coach, you know, and he really does seem to get the best out of the players. I think he's he's got a got a big future ahead. And, you know, La Rochelle, uh, a pretty decent team, aren't they? And I think they could, they could get even better with, with him in charge. But, you know, that's, that's for another day. Yeah, except once, don't forget, you know, he said, he said, oh, I never talk about uh, rugby to my wife because she wouldn't understand it. <laughs> no! <laughs> Ooh, what a major faux pas. I think he mentioned that. It was, it was a, in, a, in a broadsheet, I think, Lakey. Oh, so many women came back for... <laughs> he got, no, I wouldn't he got, mention rugby to my wife because she just wouldn't be interested. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a totally different concept. Yeah, exactly. Well, she's right. But yeah, I'm sure, I suppose, you know, some uh, some wives and girlfriends are really not into uh, rugby, yeah. except maybe the interest in the wallets. But uh, it's not as much as rugby as football players. Do you agree? Oh, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> no, it, it is definitely the case. And I mean, I think... You know, I like to think rugby players have a have a greater connection with with their fan base. You know, rugby hasn't quite got to that stage that football has, and and I hope it never does. But you know, the the, the with the advent of professional sport, it's it's usually just a question of time before before things get to that stage. But hey, talking about top fourteen, there was a huge game in the Basque Country last week. Biarritz were facing Bayonne. It was the promotion relegation playoff, and what a, what a strange and incredibly tough hard game. Biarritz led three 0 at half time with a penalty kick. It was three all after eighty minutes. Both teams had a penalty each in extra time to make the score six all, and it got to the stage where they had to have a penalty shootout to decide the winner. And Luke missed a penalty for Bayonne. And up stepped Stefan Armitage. He landed the kick that puts Biarritz back in the big time in the top 14 and sadly sends Bayonne down to Pro Des Deux. But what a way, what a way to win a game and what a way to lose a game. It must be absolutely incredible then, emotions. Oh, yes. I mean, it's good for Biarritz. Yeah. Last time they were in the top 14 was seven years ago. But apparently, you know, Bayo, the club, got fined 10,000 euros. You know why? No. Because after the game, you know, they insulted um, the ref, I think it's oh, okay. Renal, and a, a glass of water was thrown at him. A glass of water? Not, not, not with the water in the glass, surely. <laughs> a glass. 
<laughs> with water. You, you I know, thought they would to... have thrown ham at him from Bayonne, but they were ah. like, <laughs> Yeah, which is really a, a behavior that we, we yeah, must condone yeah, as well, much no, as we can. Incredible, you yeah. Know. You have to respect the, the referees, absolutely. They, they play such a crucial, pivotal role, you know. I like the way the rugby players, you know, treat uh, the reps, you know, they call them sir. Yeah, and, exactly. You know, if you look at the body language, they always try to make themselves a bit smaller, like little boys, you know, caught out. If you look at the body language of Owen Farrell, he always does that. So I say, oh, clever. You know, he must have been told, you know, not to not to be too too big. So, yeah, so incredible, incredible semi-finals. <laughs> the business so guess what out of the press france is going to play against wales yes the under 26 nations correct correct and you know who will be in the the team no on the french so we'll have the the little brother le petit frère of uh, romain tamac theo tamac wow unbelievable Yes, and the captain will be the son of George Trevor Brennan. So George oh, Brennan okay. is the captain. Yes, wow. you know that Trevor's made his home now in uh, in Toulouse. Yeah, I think he has got a bar there. <laughs> yes, yes, and both of them, you know, uh, play for for Stade Toulouse. So that should yeah. be an interesting interesting game to watch with the new uh, generation of French players coming coming to the fore. So great! So another Six Nations then for. Wales to win. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> Payback time for the French. Come on. We want to win. We yeah, it should win. be interesting. So I hope uh, you enjoy our podcast this, this week. Next week, you know what? I don't have one, but I should have two incredible guests. Oh, okay. One with a Welsh connection. That's all I can say. A Welsh rugby connection. Intriguing. I, I'm not going to say anything anymore. Okay. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> and if the person shows up <laughs> and the other person is a former international. Exciting then. So it's going to have an end of term feel, I guess, isn't it? Next week's podcast. Yeah. I will have to test your French, you know. So oh, we do yeah. a, a quick one because you are so busy and, you know, okay. you had lots on your plates and moving and all the stuff. So uh, yeah, you're, that's very kind of you. Thank you for. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for being generous. So I'm being very, very, very gentle. We've had some uh, good names, but you know, only two more weeks, and then we can have some time off. Do you agree? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, all right. Good mate. luck. Uh, yes, I hope you all have a great weekend. Enjoy the semi-finals. You going to walk your your dog now? Or? No, I walked him this morning. I'm just gonna. Oh, you're going to watch some more uh, football? Oh, I'm gonna have a beer and uh, something to eat in a while, and then just crash. One or two beer. Come on, you can have more than one. Have a, have a beer for me. All right, I have two. <laughs> okay, take care. Take care, Bye. mate. Bye. Bye. La pendule fait tic tac tic tic. Les oiseaux du lac